whoever is listening, however you're listening, I want to welcome you back. My name is Grayson Mann. This is your Amit WP, also known as the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 30. 30 episodes of the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for all that you've done for me. I could not be more grateful, more thankful. Words cannot describe the amount of happiness that I feel every day doing this podcast, working at this, grinding at it. 30 episodes, so usually when I had hit some sort of milestone, I like to call. I go back and I look at the previous episodes, kind of just look at how this sound, it sounded, how confident I was. It's just a really fun exercise that I like to do. I go through when I was in my bedroom and I was like really nervous and I was really scared. I wasn't using the right program or the right audio. I go to when I was in the attic of my house recording podcasts and it was really, really cold. I remember I was editing a podcast in there for an hour or two. And my hands just like, I couldn't feel them anymore. It was insanity. I was like, oh, we need to change locations when I come back home. Then I go to episode 12 when I was in Clemson, South Carolina for the first time. And I was trying to be quiet with the podcast. I never brought this kind of equipment to college. It was really insanity. (laughs) Really insanity. Come on, talk. It was really insane. And then I got more confident as that went on. My first interview with Bob Murrow doing stuff with Gene Avery, the super fan of the week. I intend fully to bring that back. I have not abandoned it. It's just that things have come up, and it'll come back in the future. Interviews like Lynn Vietri, great people like Andrew Street, and great topics like these today. Today we're going to talk about my love-hate relationship with Steph Curry and why I was kind of arrogant as a kid with it. We're also going to do something I like to call Gray's Divisional Breakdowns. More on that later. Right now we're going to talk about the interesting weekend of the NBA with Stephen Curry. I don't normally talk about basketball on the podcast, but Stephen Curry, he's simply just different. It's something that you really just have to take a look at and just examine from afar and go, wow. It's an appreciation. I did not used to like Steph Curry as a kid. I used to be really stuck up. I used to be really stubborn about it. I think it was more of a, I didn't appreciate at the time the skill that he had. I thought... Like everybody else, like, oh, he's a product of the team around him. Kerr's a fantastic coach. He gets KD, Draymond, who can do almost anything besides shoot a basketball. He's got Klay Thompson, his partner in crime, to bail him out when he's not doing so hot. I didn't appreciate Steph Curry. I hated when LeBron and him matched up in the finals every single year. It made the basketball world feel disingenuous. It made it feel not as valued, not as worth. And I really didn't like Steph Curry, not because he was a terrible person, because he was too good. And I ask myself now, why did I think that? This year in college, I've been watching Stephen Curry play basketball almost every other day because he's just on national TV. He, Him on the Warriors brings a certain presence that TVs want to, those channels want to pick up and really take a look at. And so I have too. I've watched Steph Curry hit fantastic shots against my favorite team, the Boston Celtics, and be really frustrated. I've seen Steph Curry do many, many amazing things. And He did something amazing yesterday, scoring 46 points to secure the scoring title this year in a crazy COVID year. I think we'll finally be relieved to not be able to use that term next year. Steph Curry is the oldest player since Michael Jordan to win the scoring title at age 32. Wow. And what he's doing with the cast of characters that he has now, he's got Draymond, who's way beyond past his prime. Andrew Wiggins, who hasn't really lived up to the name of a number one overall pick. You got people like Jordan Poole, Kent Bazemore, players that are solid, they're fine, but nothing that the Warriors really could be hoping for or hope to be. 
it's something really strange to look at and something really fascinating at the same time. So I always ask myself, why did I dislike Stephen Curry? Was there always just a, I couldn't shoot a basketball myself. I would always go in the gym and go, oh man, I could be like Curry. Just let me put up five shots and I'll be good. Brick, 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 and an air ball. And I was like, man, this stinks. I hate this. I hate greatness. I was hating on greatness. And I see that now that I'm really excited for the Warriors. I, I made a comment on ESPN page. I said these were the four teams that I really wanted to see move forward. And it's kind of unlikely because I think it'll probably be LeBron. I'm moaning and groaning just saying that because I would love for these four teams. I would love to see the Suns and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. CP3 and Steph Curry. Old style of point guard play with Chris Paul. And the flashy scoring, just the madness that Steph Curry brings. If that was a kind of run, give him the MVP by any means necessary. And then in the East, I would love to see Joel Embiid and Giannis play in the Eastern Conference Finals because I love Giannis's style of play. I think he's just a bulldozer. Same with Joel Embiid, his personality. It'd be two separate styles, two separate teams. It'd be so much fun to watch. That would be my dream picks, but it's probably going to be Lakers Nets. We actually talked about it in a podcast. I tried to dip my feet into the basketball world, and I said, let's pause on the Lakers Nets finals for now. And I was kind of right. The Lakers are in the playing tournament versus Steph Curry, who's probably going to be my favorite player to watch in this playoff series, or I guess this playing tournament. It's really interesting what the NBA is doing, but that's something to look out for. Anyways, I digress. Let's talk about Gray's divisional breakdowns. I really was thinking, how am I going to create content, or what am I going to do? Am I going to wait on it to appear in front of my feet, or am I going to go out there and search it for myself? So I thought about Gray's divisional breakdown. Now, what would be Gray's divisional breakdown, you ask? I split it into five categories. So we go through fourth place all the way to first, going through their 2020 season. We recap it. We talk about what went wrong, what might have gone well, and what to look forward to. The top players for 2021 to look out for or storylines that might be interesting. We do games to look out for, something that I really am excited about. The schedule release actually helps and benefits that. The MVP of the team, if they had an award show, let's say it was the New England Patriots award show, and Mac Jones is the starting QB, and he takes the team to the playoffs. He would win the MVP, for example. Or if you've got a team like the Browns and Miles Garrett goes, has an insane season with 17 games, 21 sacks, MVP of the team. Something like that. And then a headline to look out for as we move forward into the training camp offseason portion of the NFL. So let's start with the AFC West. The most intriguing division in my mind is the AFC West fold. It's filled with a cast of people that are just, it's so much fun to watch. I love watching the Broncos. I love watching the Chargers. The Raiders are such an intriguing mess. And the Chiefs, of course, with Mahomes, you can't, it's, can't miss TV with them. Let's start with the 2020 record of the Denver Broncos. Denver went 5-11 and last year. And for me, it was a season that was full of high hopes that got tarnished very quickly. You had Cortland Sutton go out with an injury. ACL, Vaughn Miller go off an injury very, very early. Drew Locke had an ankle injury in week two. So again, Denver was doing this QB shuffling. Drew Locke comes back. It's not what they wanted. They have a 5-11 and record. There's not much really to talk about. They're, it was really underwhelming is what I want to say. And so I look for what am I going to look out for for 2021? Is Drew Locke going to be the guy? Can those injuries really mask what Denver was meant to be? 
So let's look at some players to look out for. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater was brought in to be the competition to Drew Locke. How does that play out in training camp? Obviously, we have to talk about the injuries. Von Miller and Cortland Sutton, how do their impacts, do they revamp a revitalized team? Or are they just masking a problem? Is it just an excuse for a team that really isn't all well put together? You go down the list and you go, can this team build a foundation? Justin Simmons, who led the team in five interceptions, is looking for a major contract. I think he was franchise tagged or he got a major contract. I'm not sure. But those are some players to look out for. Some games to look out for. Could they start 3-0? They played the Giants, Jags, and the Jets. Three teams that are notably in the past struggled, have rookie QBs, or are trying to find an identity. Could they start 3-0? I have listed down how they start will tell you how they finish. If Denver can't capitalize on an easy start and then they start playing divisional games, they start playing teams that are outside their division, outside the conference, they're going to struggle. Can Drew Locke be that guy? Can Teddy Bridgewater be that guy? They drafted Patrick Sertan out of Alabama for a reason. They wanted to bolster up the defense. That's the identity of the team. Even when Peyton Manning was on the squad and he was well beyond his prime, it was clear that he was going to retire. It was his defense that carried him to that Super Bowl and got him that W. He made the throws and he made the plays for them to get to the Super Bowl. But in the end, it was Von Miller and that defense that was able to shut down an MVP season with Cam Newton that really led them to a Super Bowl. Can they get back to that? I think the co-MVPs are going to be Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I think Bradley Chubb's going to get less double teams. He's going to get less looks now that the Von Miller star for the Denver Broncos is back, leading the charge in sacks and tackles. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller are looking to be the co-MVPs and look to rule the AFC West with their defense. Let me give you guys a headline for the Denver Broncos. A mile-high foundation. I think Denver is going to, you're going to see a lot of improvement out of Denver. Maybe this is the year that Drew Locke turns it around. I think that they have something there. I think there's a good team hiding under those injuries and that extremely bad luck. But we'll find out, won't we? All right, let's move on to the third place. And honestly, my team to watch, the Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers finished 7-9 in their division. That was third in the AFC West. A 2020 recap, Justin freaking Herbert came out of nowhere. He started week two against the Chiefs after Tyrod Taylor went down. And completely took the league by storm. It was absolutely insane when he did. Nobody saw this coming. Bright spots all around. You had great receiving play from Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton. You had a solid running back in Austin Etler. The defense, while had its holes, Joey Bosa. You've got you've got fantastic players like Derwin James coming back, Casey Hayward. There's a lot of good things to look at here on a Sandy on a Los Angeles roster. I think the surprise for many teams around the NFL was when the Chargers were able to put together these great three quarters. I think what the Chargers are going to look to do is finish games. They had games like Tampa Bay, New Orleans, where they had them on the ropes. They just couldn't finish these games. And those games would have put them above 500, like 9-7. and seven. That would be something to look for moving forward. My top players, obviously, are going to be Justin Herbert. The new revamped Chargers offensive line, Rashawn Slater. Corey Lindsley was recently signed off the Green Bay Packers. Can that Chargers O-line protect Justin Herbert and keep him upright? It's not necessarily a player, but the new head coach, Brandon Staley, is going to be a guy to watch for. Can he put together a complete team? Derwin James coming off an injury. It seems like Derwin James is always having a season-ending injury, and it's just so unfortunate. He was a fantastic player out of Florida State, and when he's healthy, 
He is so freaking good. Impact player. I think the games to watch for for the Chargers are going to be how they do against Kansas City. Those tests against Patrick Mahomes. Can Justin Herbert elevate his game? Is he going to be that quarterback in year two to take that MVP step like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? We'll see. Week one against Washington with that amazing defensive line. The, that new Chargers O-line gets an early test against Chase Young and the vaunted Washington football team defensive line. We'll see how that pans out. You got games like Cleveland, where I think that Cleveland in the Chargers are almost really similar. A team in Cleveland that wasn't able to finish games early on, they had to find themselves as a team. Can LA do the same? I think you're going to really see what they're made up of early. The Chargers are going to be a team that if they can finish games and they can put teams away fast like they did last year, the only difference is last year is that they put teams away early. They just forgot to lock the door. And they came creeping back in and they were able to put the Chargers away. Can they finish games? You're... MVP candidate is going to be Justin Herbert. We're going to talk about that much later. I'm very excited to see Justin Herbert's development in 2021. Whew, I can't wait. It's going to be, he's there. He could be a dark horse MVP candidate for the league, not just his LA Chargers. And a headline for 2021. Chargers shock everyone in the, the playoffs. Do they win the division? More on that later. When I return, we're going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders with John Gruden. And we're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs first place, Patrick Mahomes. More on that. This is Gray's Divisional Breakdown. And this is the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 30. We'll be right back. back this is the man with the plan podcast episode 30 i was just saving part one of episode 30 into my files and i was like wow 30 that's just so cool you guys are awesome keep doing what you're doing we're making something special here all right let's go into the las vegas raiders second place finishing eight and eight in the afc west 2020 and 2019 it felt like more of the same you start off really strong have a solid foundation Derek carr josh jacobs a solid cast of weapons Stuff that John Gruden really likes. And you finish really poorly. You start 6-4, and four, you end 8-8. Eight and eight. That's something you don't want to see happen twice in two years is just finishing really strong. Is That's the key. They really want to make the playoffs. They really want to finish strong. They got strong numbers from their offense. It was just their defense. My God, their defense was atrocious this year. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. I remember watching a game in Disney. It was Dolphins, Raiders, and Brian Fitzpatrick threw a, like, it was like his helmet was being, it's like the dude was breaking his neck, and Fitzpatrick threw a 50-yard pass downfield to somebody I can't even name, and then they won the game off the field while I was like, wow, this is the Raiders season in a nutshell. You get make the right play, get contact on Fitzpatrick, penalty, <laughs> pass down the field, caught. Where was the corner? I have no clue. It was insanity. So, let's talk about the games. All right. I think the games that they're going to look out for, and then we'll do the players. Actually, let's just start with the players. Derek Carr. Obviously, a lot of people don't like Derek Carr. I don't get the mantra against him. I, I don't get the the hate. I think Derek Carr's a solid player. I don't think he's as good as Mahomes or Herbert, but I think that he's solid. He makes good decisions. He makes good throws. Maybe the Raiders' offensive line was a tribute to that. He's able to have time to make those throws. 
He finished his games well. He's played well against pressure, competition. I really don't know why the, the, the stick... Why is everyone, like, dislike Derek Carr? It really, just sound off for me. I really want to know. I really like him. I think he's a good good dude, good guy with the football. Josh Jacobs is solid to watch out for. I think the te- the players to watch out for are the Raiders draft picks. Cleon Farrell, Alex Weather- Leatherwood, Henry Ruggs. The guys that people were kind of scratching their heads at the draft picks. Can they make those leaps when better players were available? Cleon Farrell at four. Everyone thinks that's the biggest bust of the draft, the biggest reach. Hunter Renfro, pick 133. A solid, solid, solid slot receiver. You got Alex Leatherwood, who was many, many picked as a day two guy, drafted in the first round. Is Oakland reaching for some of these guys? Not saying Hunter Renfro's a reach, but some of those draft picks, can they make Gruden and Mayock look good? More on that. 2021 games to look out for. Chicago, New York, Philly, Kansas City. It's going to be a big split. They have a rough start with those first eight games. Can they put it all together? That's the really what is going to define Oakland. Knock on wood if you're with me, like John Gruden said. Can the Raiders, if they start strong again, can they finish strong? Can they have a successful 2021 season? Can they put it all together? It's about they have half of that pieces. It's like they have half a pizza and the delivery guy ate the first four slices in the car. You have to have all of it to have a complete season and make the playoffs. With an added game, can they put together a complete game plan consistently week in, week out, and make things happen? That is what I want to see out of the Las Vegas Raiders this year is consistency. Maybe it's the defense. Maybe they just need to improve just a little bit so the offense is able to breathe a little bit and have a little bit space, have a little space to be able to relax and function and not have to put up 36 points a game just to have a chance to win. Obviously, in a division with Mahomes and Justin Herbert, it's going to be significantly harder, but I think it's possible. I think your team MVPs are going to be Derek Carr, maybe Jonathan Abrams. God, Jonathan Abrams, he is a freaking missile. He goes after whoever has got the football. He's not afraid. As a safety, he led the team in tackles. That is freaking crazy. He's basically a hybrid, like a linebacker, safety hybrid. He's going to go after whoever. I remember a play where he dove after somebody and he hit the camera. It was like those, those things that operate the camera. It just like smacked into it. Like that sound you probably just heard with the microphone. He just smacked into it and he got right back up and he was like, oh, I'm ready to go. And I was like, my mouth was like on the floor. I was like, how in the world do you do that? The 2021 headline I have for the Raiders is more of the same. I really think that Gruden and Mayock, you're going to have to have a closer examination of it. How do we look at that moving forward? I'm really worried about it. I think that Gruden and Mayock have had a tough time transitioning, especially in the draft from TV to the actual real world where it's about the stories and the good guys and the players. They haven't been looking at it the right way. Maybe they proved me wrong. Maybe Alex Weatherwood's a stud. Maybe Cleon Farrell takes a big step in year three. We'll see. But for me, Gruden has been a great coach. It's been a good transition for him offensively. But defensively, can he get the right guy on that staff to really turn the Raiders' defense around so they can finish games strong? Or it'll be more of the same. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs' first place. They finished 12-4 in 2020, and obviously their season, it was domination, domination, domination. Another Super Bowl. Another Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. He's going to be this insane guy, challenge Tom Brady, and train wreck in the Super Bowl. They got clobbered, to say the least. Missing their offensive linemen stinks, and it hurts them significantly, but you have to look at it. They got outplayed in every single facet of that game. Tom Brady showed the world why he is the GOAT to stay and not to be replaced. It was something just insanity to see. How does Kansas City move forward with that? 
obviously some players to look out for. Tyron Matthew, can he lead the defense back to its former glory? Patrick Mahomes, can he lead another MVP-like season like he always does and lead the Chiefs in a tougher division now? Justin Herbert is looming over his shoulder. How does he react to that? I think receivers like Tyreek Hill, look out for players like Cornell Powell, fifth-round draft pick out of Clemson, runs great routes. I think Travis Kelsey, that new vamped offensive line, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown. A lot of people are thinking, how in the world did the Chiefs get all those guys? Because the star players of Kansas City restructured their contracts. I'm looking at you, Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at you. How do they put it all together? It's going to be, their offseason is going to be defined by the most brutal Super Bowl I've seen since the Denver Broncos Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks, where a team looked physically outmatched by a Tampa Bay squad led by the GOAT. Tom freaking Brady. Could we get a rematch in 2022 in LA? We'll see. That would be cool to watch. Tampa Bay and Kansas City again, but where the stakes are a little more fair. And excuse me, Kansas City has a line to have. That would be interesting. Something to look out for. I think their games is going to be obviously the quarterback matchups. Herbert versus Mahomes. Carr versus Mahomes. Maybe Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes. They play Green Bay. But we'll see how that works and pans out because we don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to be. That's still something that you need to look out for. Green Bay, maybe it's Blake Bortles versus Mahomes. That would be funny. Games like Washington. I think Washington, the football team, actually consistently was on the AFC West schedule. They'll be an early test for that offensive line. It, it seems like a trend. Washington football team is going to test your new revamped offensive line. How do they react to that? If Kansas City's blown up by this Washington football team defense, Oh boy, it could be a rough one. Obviously, they play Buffalo, Josh Allen, rematch in the AFC Championship game. That'll be super fun to watch. Obviously, I think the headline is going to be Revenge Tour, but with some roadblocks. They're going to have some guy. They're going to have some struggles. They're going to have some games where people are going to peel back a little bit. But I think Kansas City will be just fine. I think they'll take care of business like they usually do with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at the helm. All right, now what we do is we do the standings prediction, and we're going to do this with each division, and then we're going to have a playoff show. It'll be really fun. I'm excited for it, and we'll do, like, awards and all that stuff, my predictions. All right, in fourth place, drumroll, please. Denver. I think Denver's going to finish around 6-5 wins. I think it's going to be a bright 6-5 wins. They're going to look really good. They're going to be competitive, but I think they're, they're, not, they're not there yet. They're going to have some roadblocks. They're going to have some tough games. But I think you're going to see a lot of good, but you're also going to see a lot of bad. In third place, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that they're going to be more of the same, not able to finish. In a division that's going to get better, you're going to have a Denver Broncos team that's going to be more competitive. I don't think that the Raiders are suited for it. And you might start to hear some, some talk about Mayock and Gruden. Are they the right fit for Oakland? In second place, I have the... Los Angeles Chargers. Mind the motorcycle in the background. Ugh. You got the Los Angeles Chargers, but they make the playoffs. I think Justin Herbert's going to have an MVP-like season. He's going to show Mahomes he's not only, he's not the only gunslinger in the AFC West, in the wild, wild West. Oh, man, I missed a perfect opportunity there. That's, that's, that's really tough. In first place, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Who would have thought? Revamped offensive line, revenge tour, they're going to be pissed off. Mahomes leads an unbelievable year. Kansas City's going to go first place in that division. But not without some trouble. You might get trouble from Buffalo, from Green Bay, and from your own neighbors in the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, guys, that was the first episode of Gray's Divisional Breakdown and the first 
30th episode of the Man with the Plan podcast. I really, guys, really, really, I really, guys, hope you enjoyed. I, I can't talk for some reason. I really hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode 30. I'm going to give you a little tease. Something special is on the way, and I am just absolutely pumped for it. I'm so excited. It's in the works. I'll give you a hint. It's an interview. It's coming. Get excited for it. It's going to be the biggest episode that this podcast has ever dropped in the short time that we've been doing it, in about five, six months that we've been doing it. This is the biggest episode of my life, of this podcast. I'm so pumped for it. You guys can't even begin to fathom how excited I am. Get ready. It's going to be freaking awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 30 of the Man with the Plan podcast. Stay tuned for what is the best to come. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. And as always, take care.